Ed, how are you? How's, how's everything been? I'm very well, mate. Thank you. You? Very good, thank you. It's great to see the space. Um, I know you guys talked about I was listening to the um, our original episode on the way up, yeah. and to finally have a place. You said you'd do it, and here we are. Yeah, um, bit of a surreal, bit of a surreal thing, right? Um, you know, welcome. You're probably one of well, if not the other than contractors, the proper, real proper guest, I guess that we've had. So that's a privilege. Obviously, in its current state, and I know you're gonna do photos and bits and pieces, but um, yeah, you're seeing it in its very raw state. Uh, Twenty four hours in, I suppose. I mean, it, it all starts with, I guess, the idea. And I know I've I've had ideas and people have had ideas about a place, your own pub, your own dream. I mean, growing up, was 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 cars and having your own place always the idea or was it slightly different? No. Uh, I've, I got into cars really late on. Like, I've not. Um, so it was never really, never really part of my childhood. Obviously, my parents, when I was growing up, changed their cars and had different cars and stuff like that. And I, I always remember, you know, my granddad had a really old uh, Mark 1 Ford Escort that he had forever. Like, all the time I was growing up, always kept in a garage about a 10-minute walk from his house, always immaculately clean. You know, that hot vinyl smell when you open the doors. Like, that's probably my earliest childhood memory of cars. Yeah. Um, you know, like I say, my you know, my dad had some cool cars. He had a Renault 5. Um, I think it was a GT and he had a Golf GTI. But never really, you know, never really sort of floated my my boat, really. I just, um, I only started driving um, when my wife was pregnant with our first child. And I thought, I've got to take her to the hospital if she goes into labour. So I better get my driving test done. So I'd been in the army then two years. I'd never really, never really bothered me. When I met my wife Deb, she drove. So she drove everywhere. Um, had a cool little uh, mini metro. Um, funny enough, that was my first car. So when I learnt to drive, that's what we ended up uh, upgrading to a mini metro. Since had one whilst I've been the owner and of B Road Hunting Club, I bought one when I went to buy a Mini. I was only allowed to buy the Mini if I bought the Mini. Okay. That's <laughs> weird, weird yeah. clause. Um, it, was a, it was a cool car. It was slammed. And if anyone can remember, like they'll have had to very much been at the very, very beginning of B Road. Um, I bought the car, or the Mini in question, and it gave Rog and I many sleepless nights. Um, and it was probably... Uh, an ill-advised purchase, but Roger was in Canada and I just went ahead and bought it anyway. Um, so yeah, so he won't thank me for that uh, ever um, because that car, we, it's gone now, but um, yeah, it caused us nothing but problems from the, pretty much the very house. <laughs> yeah, um, But yeah, no, so yeah, I, like I say, I got into cars, really got into cars late. Always wanting to be my own boss comes from never been very good at um, being told what to do yeah, I, can, I, can, I can agree with that yeah. uh, and that was a you know when I worked when I left college and I went to work in London as a chef and subsequently down on the south coast that got me into a lot of trouble which is why I ended up um, my father-in-law telling me to join the army or join the forces yeah. you know he'd been in the RAF and it'd do you the world of good 
if anyone knows me, the rest is history because I joined the army shortly after and I did a full 25-year career. It's a bit different in the army. You pretty much do as you're told and there is, you know... It's quite a lot of, yeah, it's quite a lot of them, I guess, conflicting. Yeah, there is, but it's structured, right? So I really like the structure. I like, you know, I worked my way up to the, the top. Um, I left the army at, you know, the top of my trade. So... And I didn't, nobody did tell me what to do. Yeah. Um, so that, I guess, was the driving force to, you know, um, do that. And then when I obviously left the army, it'll be five years in February. Um, it was like, I don't want to go and work for somebody else. I want to do my own thing. I didn't really know what to do. B Road Hunting Club started with Rog, you know, in that transitional period of, you know, leaving the army mm -hmm. to become... A civilian and I suppose yeah the rest you know that's why we're here because I don't I don't want to go and do a nine-to-five job I like I've done it and I've you know I've had two or three jobs since leaving the army and run both b-road and the job but there's a reason I've stuck with b-road is because that's what I want to do yeah, it's, like, it's, it's a nice sort of full circle to go back to hospitality if you start off as a chef yeah and to now have your very own pub so what is it that I guess you want out of B Road and this and this place going forward and, and sort of looking at sort of how far you've come? I think again, you know, Rog and I created B Road because uh, we wanted to create something a little bit different in the car scene. And we've spoke about, you know, uh, you know, um, other people doing the same thing, right? Uh, and I take my hat off to them. And I, you know, this is no way, in no way is this knocking them. Um, but I think there is space for all of us, and I think that we can all do it differently. I, you know, some of those people come from a car building background, so you know they're very good at that. Are they? Are they caterers? You know, that's the difference. Um, we want to create a space that is for petrol heads but equally food is alike so having a pub and having a restaurant that you can sit a hundred people in not only opens it to the car community but it opens it up to which is my other passion which is food you know um now i and i i've always been known um again for doing things slightly different you know I used to do it in the army with menu choices and people that have known me and people that have worked under me or you know uh you know, I tip my hat to people like Phil, uh, Goebel, um, Adam Newington, that, you know, it's like, boss, what, what are you doing? Why are we doing this? You know, like, this is crazy. Yeah. You know, but pushing the envelope of what, you know, you shouldn't, we spoke about it before, don't never be told you can't do it. If you've got an idea, just get on and do it. Right? You'll know quickly if it works or not, right? It'll either, nobody will eat it, so you then know that that's not the right food. <laughs> Uh, nobody will turn up to your pub or, you know, whatever your venue is. So then you have to, you know, tweak it and flex it. But you do need something in this current climate to stand out. So, you know, there are going to be, there is enough space and we spoke about it. You know, there's enough space in this, you know, business that we do, you know, um, I would say in some respects we're making it maybe a little bit harder on ourselves because we're going into a, a restaurant slash pub, yeah. um, which is very crowded anyway. There's lots of very good pubs, especially in this area, and I've looked, you know. So, 
but we're going to be different. We're going to cater to the, um, obviously the the petrol heads. We do have members. We're in a village where the villagers are already talking about us and going, I can't wait for the pub to be open, you know. So we're going to have two or three different revenue streams coming into the pub. So you have to cater for all of them, right? Um, I mean, we spoke about it earlier. We've got an outdoor kitchen with a wood-fired pizza oven in it. That's, that's going to be, like I said, it's the only takeaway in the, in well, the yeah, land. The takeaway <laughs> for about 14 miles because we had to go to Ashford to get food last night. So that's really exciting, you know, again, but that'll run its own, you know, that'll have its own sort of foodie menu very much along the lines of what it was previously or what yeah. we have done. But then in the pub, we do something completely different, you know, not not different to, nor, you know, normal... Um, pubs i mean the food and the menu will be slightly different we're not you know we're not you know we're not throwing away the rule book and you know recreating a pub that's not what we're doing but what we're doing we're putting our own spin on it you know there are things that and i've traveled the world and i've you know been to different restaurants and i think i'm very well versed in you know being able to pick good things out of each of them and then blend them together and put them in here and that's you know, that's basically what we'll do, but equally, we'll flex it because if it doesn't work or it's not being well received, then we'll test and adjust. And that's if you can remain in that respect flexible and you have a vision, but that vi- you know that is your end goal, right? But you need to m- sort of be very agile in your approach to it because if you're not and you are dead set and there is only a straight road to it you are not going to succeed unfortunately it might it's not it's not ed preaching to the world but that's i would say that is i'd say that that's really how you have to tackle i think it's just how you have to tackle life right like, like that's it don't take don't, don't take a line down no but equally don't be so fixated on the end goal that you can't go left or right of arc as you're going towards that end goal you know you are going to encounter problems it's how you deal with those problems you know yeah there's times and there is a time where you have to knock the wall down and just keep going forwards that's you know but if that's the decision that's the decision you take sometimes you can step left or right of that wall and go round it but yeah that's a good point i think talk about problems is is always always the best thing to do because you without learning without growing as as a, as a person and as a technically well, you are a businessman because you've started a started a restaurant. I can see how it's the food comes into it because you've got a captive audience in in, in the army, <laughs> so you can yeah, yeah. you can do what you want. Um, but in terms of the problems that you guys have encountered so far, what what are we looking at? Yeah, I mean, we spoke about it. I don't want to dwell on it um, from the previous episode, but we had it's been a long, hard slog. You know, we wanted the keys before Christmas, um, but there's been issues with um, you know illness. Um, uh, solicitors maybe not do it you know not being able to do their work because their colleagues are real etc and just that general I mean if anyone's ever bought a house or had to do anything like that it never runs smooth now it's nobody's fault that's just that's just unfortunately the way it is Um, after that though it's been pretty plain sailing I've got you know well it's been really plain sailing for me because uh, we got the keys on Friday and I went to Bruges for the weekend for my wife's birthday and I came back after all the problems were sorted. So if you ask Rog, who I know is not here because he's um, got uh, something came up this morning, 
Um, but if you ask Raj, he will probably have a different take on this. Yeah. My problems now since we've been in, we've been in, you know, 24 hours, realistically as a team, like Rog and I. Um, the garden is underway. The gardeners have been here and they have been brilliant. Um, however, we clear the garden, but now the locals think it's a great place to dump rubbish because all the bollards are gone. So the car park's open. So we've had people dumping rubbish. Um, then it's really water, electrics, like keys. Oh my God, we just got given a big bunch of keys with no labels. I think somebody thought it was really good fun to take all the labels off. So yesterday, Rog and I spent two hours working out what key did what and basically identifying really the main keys so that we could open all the main doors. But after that, it was just like, right, we've got a big box of keys. Oh, just... Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, we don't need them. Uh, they don't open any doors. Yeah. So um, so that uh, yesterday we had no running water. Um, we managed to find the mains tap and turn that on. But, you know, they're all teething problems, right? Um, as you've seen... Um, inside here it's maybe not as ready to go as we thought but then we saw this probably six months ago um it's been closed for four months since we obviously came to uh, terms with regards to moving in here so the problem is because we've come to terms and then it's been empty for you know nearly four months stuff has you know not badly deteriorated because the heating's been on and Everyone's been very good in in that respect. Um, you know, like the pub company wanted to, you know, they secured the doors, they secured the car park, they kept the heating on. But you can just see that it's very tired. You know, like when it's a working pub and there's a lot more stuff going on, it's a little bit different. Um, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So now um, you can see that things are tired. You know, yesterday evening, um, you know, we... We all had a meeting, um, the three of us. Um, and yeah, so we've now, in some respects, got to, you know, spend a little bit more money, right? Yeah. And I I sort of, you know, sigh because it's actually maybe money we didn't, didn't want to spend or didn't, you know, envisage spending. But if we're going to do this right, um, people have waited and been patient, right? And, you know... Um, Mark McAllister has been very right that this needs to be a step in the right direction. Mm. We all had the discussion last night that actually if we presented it in the way that it's presented, even if we cleaned it, tidied it up and put our spin on it, it's not really presenting it in the right, the right way. And you only get that opportunity once. So it is unfortunate, but it's not going to put, it's not going to, you know, like I said, it's a problem. We're just, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, we're, we'll just deal with it. Um, actually, it's not going to delay the process, really. The painter's coming tomorrow. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, so he'll start tomorrow. You know, after this, I've got a few more bits to strip off the wall and start, you know, getting, you know, doing the prep work, but do all the, you know, the dirty work. But that's that's fine. Yeah. Um, that is... Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. It needs to be done, right? So um, Roger will be back then. So we can crack, you know, between us, we'll crack on, and we'll probably be here till ten o'clock tonight. So that's a, yeah, that's a good point in terms of the day to day. I guess you are living here now, effectively. Yeah, much to my <laughs> much to my wife's disgust. Um, I just like it's not. I will be 
you know, I've got, um, I will be having an office upstairs and it, yes, it will have a bed in it. Um, and I will, because of the distance that I travel, spend some evenings here in the short term to get this to where we want it yeah. and get it open as quickly as, you know, I guess we envisaged and planned, then yes, I'm going to have to stay here because actually if I stay here and I work till 10 o'clock at night, then to do a, you know, hour, hour and a half journey home to then get up at six and do an hour and a half journey back in, I, that's a, that's a, in essence a waste of some respects, three hours where I could do more work here. So yes, there's a, but it's a life work balance right so yes i can do that and i will do that and deb is very very supportive as is lucy of rog and we'll do it um but equally we do need to make sure that we are spending quality time at home as well and that's that's equally as important you know we didn't set out to do this to rip two families apart so we need to be very conscious that you know we are spending time at home time at here it, unfortunately this currently is like a new child takes up all of our time <laughs> yeah i guess it is and it's i guess it's weird because i mean i'm i guess i'm gonna use the word single so it's not it's not something i i envision because anything i want to do i can just go out and do it but it's the things that you guys got to think about like family and spending time so it's how do you make how are you doing that behind the scenes how are you making time for these things no you know um i can speak for I can speak for myself, you know, yeah. Deb is very, very supportive, as is my family, right? So and I and I and I would suspect that it's exactly the same on Roger's side, but that's a very you know, that's a personal question for Roger yeah, to answer. Um, you know, but for me, I did twenty five years in the army. I've been away for long, long periods of time mm-hmm. um with work, you know, so you could argue that in some respects, my family are quite used to me not being around. Now, that, I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but it's just that's that's every family's different, right? This is a little bit different because I've now left that behind. Um, but equally, you know, like I say, to make this work, you have to put the time in it. Nothing, this will not fix itself. So mm. it is a balancing act, you know, Um at the moment, me and Roger don't intend to work weekends so that, you know, Roger's got younger children so he can do all the, you know, football stuff with yeah. his son. Um, I, my children are grown up, so they're off doing their own thing. Mine's more, you know, mine is more important. I spend time just at home, you know, taking the dogs for a walk, yeah. you know, cooking my wife dinner, you know, just generally spending time at home. And that's really important, you know, that's equally yeah. as important because you spend that quality time and then I come away here and I spend three or four nights here and I'm working, you know, that's good. You know, there's, there's an argument that Deb could be quite happy because she's got the bed to herself, she can watch what she wants on the yeah. telly. She no, has it. <laughs> no, so, um, and I, you know, there is a, I guess there's an element of that, but that will, it will, uh, I guess the novelty of that will wear off very quickly. So, but this is a a long-term thing. This isn't a short-term, like this isn't going to be in six months, I'll have all the spare time in the world. So you've got to find the balance, right? Um, We've, you know, this is ours now. So it will only work while we're here making it work. Now we want to obviously, you know, we've got to create a good team to work with us and, you know, 
help achieve that aim, I suppose. But um, initially, it is all on Rog and I. Yeah. You know, and some, and in some respects, Mark as well. Um, but Mark has a very busy daytime job, so we'll not be here. You know, filling holes in walls and taking shelves down. <laughs> you talk about team, so I know we spoke about it a bit in the first episode, but you guys have recently put ads for staff. Like you want, yeah. you want to build that team, and so I wanted to sort of get a sort of picture of what that would look like working for you guys. Um, well, again, you know, we, so obviously I'm a chef by trade, right? Like, however, I'm also, and rightly or wrongly, with Roger, we are B-Road Hunting Club. We are the face of B-Road. So, um, if people are coming here, sometimes they're going to want to talk to us, sometimes they're not. I can't, I can't put myself in the kitchen full time because it just... You know, potentially it wouldn't work. It does. It's not. So I have to have. I need to have an element of um, being able to hand over the reins. Now, we were very, very lucky at um, Bentley to have uh, Kirsty, who was very good in the kitchen. Unfortunately, she's um, lives uh, in Brighton and works in Uckfield, and she unfortunately has been offered permanent position but because of you know those reasons doesn't want to come with us you know but we'll continue to support us we'll come here and you know help train the staff and help us out on busier event days and she's quite happy to do that and we we definitely want to keep that relationship because she is brilliant right um well has been you know has been brilliant and we always knew that was a you know if we got here that that would always potentially be an issue, you know, not an issue, but would potentially be the case that she wouldn't come with us. Um, we now need to find equally as good people. So I know how to run a kitchen. I know how to run, um, you know, a P&L account. I know how to do orders. I, you know, I've done all of that. I've done it the world over. I've, you know, even when countries can't, you can't get stuff delivered. We've, we've managed to sort it and do it right. That doesn't phase me. Um, however, I've never run a pub. Like I've never, I'm a say, I'm not silly. I've got a very good idea, but that's not. It's very much not me. Yeah. So I need some experience in that. So we, I guess, the primary role really is a bar manager, um, somebody to manage the waiting staff, somebody to look after the front of house, somebody to manage the bar stock, and really get that you know to where we need it to be i can do the kitchen i can get i can get a chef in as long as they've got a few years experience i can teach them and show them what i want in the kitchen and then that's but what ultimately what we want and roger agrees with me we want people to buy into the b road ethos that it is here for everybody you know the community the local community but equally far further afield and when they come here, they're to be welcomed as if it was a family, right? So everything needs to be done right. Everything, you know, if you come here and you have a bacon sandwich one week, you should get the same bacon sandwich the following week. And it's all about that. Is what it's all about. It shouldn't. McDonald's have made a multi-billion-pound business all around the world doing it and doing it right. So that's exactly. And I'm not. God, 
open myself up now. <laughs> I'm not saying that that's what we are, but that's how we should do things. Things yeah. should be done correctly. You know, they should be done right. So when you come in here, you get an experience and it's a good experience. You leave going, you know, telling three or four friends, have you been down to the new B road? It's brilliant. You should go and have a meal. You know, I can produce really good food. I know I can. You know, we've got awards for it. I can, you know, set up and create a wicked space. If I don't have the right staff, though, it all starts to fall down. So for me, that is as crucial as anything. Um, but yeah, it's just making sure, you know, as we sit here now, I last night had eight CVs to read. So people are keen to come and work for us, right? I've got to A, vet those CVs, talk to those people and really understand why they want to come and work for us. Are they a good fit? Because yeah. ultimately, me and Rog aren't the easiest people to work for. Um, my daughter can, you know, uh, confirm that. Sure. Um, but you, uh, yeah, you, we want things done in a certain way and there is that is an immovable object. There is no, that's it. That's so, yeah, and so people are clear. You don't have to love cars. You don't have to. No, of course, no, 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 of course, you don't. You don't have yeah. to. You know, I mean, it's a it's a bonus, but you don't have to. Yeah. Um, you don't even have to have an interest in cars. My, if your main focus is customer service, so if you've got a passion for customer service and you want people to feel at home yeah. and look after them, you've got a passion for, you know, running a running a bar or running a team, then we want to we want to speak to you. You don't have like the car bit, we've got that covered. Yeah. Me and Roger got that covered. Um, so you don't need to worry about that. You know, if you want to be a chef here, you've got to have a passion for food. You want to be, you need to learn, like want to learn. Like I am throwing it out there. I will teach anybody what I know. Um, some will say that's not a lot. Phil Gobel. Uh, <laughs> um, however, I will teach you um what I know like yeah. and I will pass on my skill set and that's the idea we want to bring these people in right I don't want just somebody to come in and work nine to five or you know whatever their hours are come in feel like they've done a shift and go away I want them to want to come to work and learn and yeah. nurture them in the right direction you know we've got great plans for this and it's not for this episode it's for other episodes there's the potential that the bar manager and a chef here could run this and I don't need to get involved. That's what we would like, right? That's the team we're looking for. You come in here, you take this on, you run it as if it was yours and then we'll go and find another one. Yeah, because you give, you give people autonomy, they're only going to be happier and they're only going to want to yeah. take responsibility on. No, absolutely. and that, But that's the only way I, like, the only way I know how. Yeah. Like, you know, that is basically... You know, empower people. If you empower people and they feel like they own it, they will work hard to, yeah, you know. Um, so, yeah, so you've got to be, you've got to be that right person. Yeah. You've got to be outgoing. You've got to, yeah, if you want to want to come to work, you know, um, I don't, yeah, that's all I'll say. No, fantastic. <laughs> no, if you don't want to come to work, <laughs> it might not be the right place for you. If you're just looking for a job, yes. go somewhere else. Um, and I, I know this is sort of, we'll sort of end it here, but then we want to sort of speak about what's coming next. Uh, so episode three. And I think it's important to talk about family. And you mentioned Mark earlier. And yeah. he's, he's not just a customer, he's invested in you as people. 
And so hopefully we can talk a bit more about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some of that is, you know, oh, we've said it before, um, you know, and for for many reasons, Mark is very, yes, he's very onside and wants to get involved with what what we do, but is maybe not somebody for the limelight. Um, you yeah. know, so that absolutely we can, you know, there, there's parts of that that we can talk about. And I know that there's parts of that that, you know, maybe aren't, you know, for... Because it's a conversation around investment. Yeah, no, no, I guess, yes, absolutely. And how hard and how easy it is, how to... So there's a great, there's a great, you know, could do a great piece on juggling um, expectations with that investor would be a great, would be a great, but that's generic, right? Like that's... You know, because as is very personal to us, some of it we probably need. You know, isn't for, um, isn't for any forum apart from our forum behind closed doors. Mm. Um, but that you know, but that's part and parcel. But again, I'm happy. I'm happy to talk about my own personal um, dealings with this around this sort of thing because I yeah. do. I, I agree with you. I do, I do think it is very, very important, and maybe it is a. It, is, it could almost be a mini series in itself, right? On how to do it, how to approach yeah. it, how to, you know, the pitfalls of it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, you know, um, but yeah, no, absolutely. Like, yes, we'll talk about that. I'm sure there'll be, hopefully, there'll be a massive change in two weeks. The garden will be finished. I mean, the gardeners. I mean, it is minus two out there today, yes. and they are like, like even the ice hasn't melted, and they're still cutting down trees. So, um, so they'll be finished. Hopefully, the garden will be, you know, um, rolled and, you know, free of any obstacle for low slung cars. You know, and that's, I suppose, that's something we haven't touched on. Um, you know, and I know that a lot of, like, say, a lot of the locals were worried that we were. When they saw the digger and stuff, they were worried that we were turning the uh, garden into a tarmac car park. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd like to go on record now and say that's not the case. All we're doing is removing obstacles for cars to park on it. Yeah, people have done yeah. objectively silly things to their cars. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you've got a, a, a nose lift or you're on an air ride, you'll be perfect. Um, however, if you don't and you run a static car, Hopefully you'll be able to drive your car on there, no issues at all. Um, but yeah, no, that's basically you know we're not we've got rid of the children's climbing frames because it's dangerous. We've got rid of all the hard obstacles. We've got rid of small, low brick walls that were covered in grass yeah. that nobody could see. You know, we're basically making it a safe place to move and you know have cars on. We might have a music festival and we don't want that sort of stuff kicking around. You know. Um, the beauty is here we have the ability to do whatever we want like event wise we can run weddings you know all sorts so it is an event space as well so it's not you know it's a cars you know it's a car petrol heads destination it's a foodie destination but it's also an event space mate there'll be oh oh, god how many how many episodes we did yeah depending if we're ready if we're ready for an yeah. opening for that could be episode eight 
<laughs> or nine or, or ten. Nine or <laughs> we'll, see we'll see how many more problems we encounter yeah. over the next. But no, uh, mate, thanks for coming down. Um, this is definitely a much better way of doing it than yeah, a Zoom. I, yeah, I've, it's, <laughs> it's something that I've not talked about. And I've, I've spent a lot more time in putting this into making it professional. And it's. No, mate, absolutely. Like, it looks, you know. Um, Somebody off camera came to see to come and see us, um, and was like, "Oh, you're recording." Yeah. <laughs> it's that. It's that. It looks like a recording studio here. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Uh, it's, it's, it's a pleasure to be here, and it's a pleasure to be part of your journey because it is something that, uh, from a personal standpoint, I'd love to do this, and it's amazing to be able to watch you guys do it and do it properly. Thank you very much. Yeah. Cool. Means a lot. Nice one.